Hi there, welcome to Massage Therapy Now, episode two. I'm your host, Damian John. In this episode, we are interviewing Andrew Nemeth, a registered massage therapist in British Columbia, who has worked with the elderly for 15 plus years. He's been a massage therapist for over 20 years now. Andrew is also the lead for the advanced practice group Gerontology, and he's going to be part of a panel speaking at the Aging Well Symposium hosted by the RMTBC. Our conversation focuses mainly on working with the elderly from a massage therapy perspective, and we dive into being the lead of the advanced practice group and what that looks like from Andrew's perspective. So sit back, relax, and have a nice listen. Hello everyone, this is Damien John, and this is Massage Therapy Now. My guest today is Andrew Nemeth. He is a bunch of different things. Why don't you say hi, Andrew? Hi, my name's Andrew Nemeth. I'm an RMT in uh, the Lower Mainland. He's a massage therapist, and you've been a massage therapist for decades now, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going on that. Uh, 22 years, yeah. 22 Almost. years. That's right. Oh, yeah, we're congrats. talking decades now. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on the, the longevity in the business. Andrew is a massage therapist, like you said. He's also recently taken on the lead position for uh, the advanced practice group gerontology or working with the elderly or uh, geriatrics. There's all kinds of terms. What would be the proper term, first off? in your opinion, Andrew, as far as if we're going to call it an advanced practice group something, what do you think the proper terminology is? Um, well, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, so we often throw around uh, gerontology or uh, geriatric and uh, gerontology probably would fit a little bit better. It's sort of gerontology as it applies to us. It's our focus is uh, the practice of geriatric massage therapy, um, uh-huh. sort of c- certain tools and certain assessments. Uh, procedures that we are a little little more unique uh, from the usual practice and uh, but geriatrics is it's just basically the reference to uh, the older population and uh, how they're dealing with uh, aging right so geriatrics is that it's not a it's a medical term it's not an improper term to be nope. used when you're talking about old people is no they, they that, they're often here interchange gerontology is more yeah. the study of the old age uh, and how we age uh, and right. the different problems that we have uh, in our older population and geriatrics same sort of uh, intertwined uh, the reference to health care of older people okay you can tell Andrew has much more expertise than I do in this <laughs> in this realm. Uh, it's so, a learning process. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Great to get a little bit of clarity on on that. So advanced practice gerontology wouldn't be wrong then. No, no, that would be perfect. Okay. And uh, I think we're trying to gear towards uh, the use of geriatric massage, kind of like what you'd see with, you know, a sports massage therapist, or there would be a, a geriatric massage therapist, uh, right. some, uh, different tools that we'd use in our, in our toolkit. So let's give the audience a little bit of a background in terms of the advanced practice stuff. The advanced practice groups, as they relate to the Registered Massage Therapist Association of BC, have been in play now for a few years. They're still in their infancy, and the idea is to bring about a system where individuals who are massage therapists can begin to advance their practice into a certain specific realm. So in Andrew's case, it could be gerontology. In other cases, it could be sport. There's women's health. There's mental health. There's a number of different advanced practice 
groups at our current and they have a number of people who are interested that we're calling leads so that we can basically set up the systems, the procedures, the policies, and everything that would be needed for advancing the practice in a way that makes sense to not just one person, but to many people, and to do it in a way that makes it robust and useful to many different people. So we're right at the beginning stages of all of that. Different professions like physiotherapy and chiropractory and nursing, they all have advanced practice set up already. So we're kind of piggybacking off of uh, some of their ideas and their hard work. And we're hoping to get to a point eventually where people in the profession of massage therapy can say, I have an advanced practice in X. And gerontology is a growing field. We have all the baby boomers aging and can you speak to that a little bit, Andrew, as far as what you've seen over the course of your time working with the elderly? Uh, you've, you've worked in, in care homes for, for almost that yeah, 22 better part years. Of my 22 years, I would say probably uh, 15 years uh, uh, working in uh, the long-term care facilities. And uh, so this allowed me to focus mm-hmm. on the gerontology part and the practice of ger- geriatric massage therapy. Um uh, yeah, it's um, and like just from reference to what you were talking about the baby boomers and when I when I throw around the word you know um, uh, geriatrics or, or uh, seniors or elderly population, uh, just a, a sort of a, a number or a, um, a chronological sort of frame of uh, where those uh, that population lies. It's usually the, the seventy years plus. Uh, so and that's what we're referring to um, as geriatrics and. Uh, but it doesn't just uh-huh. uh, just uh, uh, include um, residents and care facilities. Uh, um, they're you know obviously uh, seniors in, in their private homes, and um, uh, so there's there's a two different aspects. There's uh, dealing with seniors in care facilities, then there's dealing with the seniors that uh, that live live at home. So, right, and you've worked primarily with seniors yeah. in care facilities, yeah. or yeah. yeah. And so would you say that that demographic has has grown over the time you've been working in oh, the 15 yeah. years? It's, uh, just, it just keeps growing exponentially. And uh, what I've been uh, noticing is just that they can't keep up with uh, building uh, facilities uh, uh, with the amount of population uh, uh, that are, are in need of, um, of private uh, hospitalization or um, private uh, long-term care facilities. So it... Uh, they're, they're falling right. behind and again referring to the baby boomer like in the next 10 15 20 years we uh, we have to be prepared for that uh, as a healthcare uh, field um, just uh, dealing with um, with uh, geriatrics that are going to have uh, complications problems soft tissue injuries a- anything to do with their health health uh-huh. and and even currently you, would you say that that Populations underserviced by the profession of massage therapy. Oh yes, definitely, and uh, that's what sort of opened my eyes, especially just being part of the the peer group in the last year. Um, just realizing, uh, you know, how little massage therapy, and uh, and that's why it was so easy for me to fall into that uh, practice and care facilities because through word of mouth uh, a lot of the care facilities the administrators couldn't find massage therapists uh, or they didn't have massage therapists at their facility and my name just kept getting thrown around because i was you know going to care facilities so uh it uh, definitely to answer your question it's underserviced and uh, so i'm trying to bridge that gap that's what i love about the the peer group uh, i'm trying to 
right. get the massage therapy um, uh, sort of contingent to to come over to um, uh, focus on uh, geriatric massage. And within that that aged aged population, massage therapists, it sounds like you were sought after. Did that sought after piece come? Gradually, yeah. as you got your name known, did you have to build build your your brand up essentially? Yeah, funny you say that. And it was, you know, you're kind of building your name and your reputation. And yeah, it, um, and I didn't really have to market myself. I kind of, it was kind of just put your head down and, and, and work. And uh, I just, you know, fell in love with the, that focus of the profession. And uh, if you, I say, you know, you always read these interesting books on, you know, uh, love of your your work and the passion. And I guess if you if you love something so much, it's just you're just going to exude, it and just things are, will fall in fall into place. And uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't really have to mar- and didn't have to market myself also because there weren't a whole there weren't a whole lot of massage therapists out there doing what I was doing. So uh, it uh, sort of a, a twofold uh, thing. Yeah. And, and if you're a new graduate, it's a field of massage therapy where because it's underserviced, there is lots of opportunity, it sounds like. There is, yeah. And that's uh, um, what I would like to address at the symposium, the aging uh, symposium coming up uh, at the beginning of uh, May to find out, sort of uh, get a, a good pulse of what what's going on with RMTs coming out of school or that have been practicing for a while. And uh, if there is reservations that they will, you know, about working with a geriatric population, I would just love feedback. And uh, again, going back to that bridging the gap, if they do want uh. to... Uh, work uh, uh with uh, with that that focus of the population um it would be yeah it'd be uh, it'll be interesting to find out so we don't really have any baseline data we have anecdote and, yeah. and that kind of thing but we don't really know how many massage therapists are working in care facilities essentially is what you're saying exactly and i i'd like to think that the peer group that uh that we have about i think there's a, almost 20 of us in the peer group that we get feedback from you know that is a representation of uh, the RMTs out there that are working uh, with uh, within that population, that geriatric population. So, right. but, uh, if I can, you know, again get pull those RMTs that uh, that aren't part of the part of the peer group, if they can join, that'd be great. Then again, it's it goes back to you know using the peer group as a, a resource for for our uh, our advanced peer group uh, being uh-huh. gerontology. So you, you mentioned that you fell in love with working with the elderly. Can you speak to that a little bit as far as what was the piece? Where did you fall in love with it and, and maybe why? Why did you fall in love with working with, with people in care facilities? Yeah, it was, uh, and I get that question asked a lot. And I think there, I, I, I sort of flipped the, the, the page uh, back when I had my clinic. Uh, it was a sports clinic, so I dealt with a lot of just uh, amateur athletes. And uh, I did get a call from a care facility saying, you know, you're close by. Can you come and take a look at uh, this resident? And I did, and it was fantastic, had great results. And the sort of, it just sort of through word of mouth, it increased. But it was the residents finding relief after almost like decades of chronic mm-hmm. pain that uh that was it was rewarding <laughs> from coming from you know dealing with uh, athletes where they you know they kind of want to be be better and, and rehabbed w- right. yesterday right so uh, it uh, it was just it, the appreciation was was uh, just so much more heart so uh, of care facilities uh, so and they they just, they're underserved in a sense of 
any kind of rehabilitation, like right. any kind of service in that sense. So it, uh, it's not just the massage therapy, it's uh, other, other forms of rehab that, uh, that, uh, so the, the population was really gracious yeah. and, yeah. and receptive to your work. Absolutely. Absolutely. In a way that, that you found in other practice, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, again, it, it was, you know, through families and, and care and, uh, staff at, at care facilities, they didn't realize the profession. They knew about massage therapy, but they didn't realize about the profession being able to help, uh, uh the geriatric population or, or uh, right. residents of the care facilities. So it's really important that you mention that because working as a therapist for 10 years, I'm, I'm retired now, but one of the things that I found working in, in the field was it's hard to stay passionate and focused. And yep. if you have a group of people who you begin to see as not welcoming your services or not appreciating right. you, uh, it's much harder to stay interested in your work and, and stay passionate about the work that you do. And at the end of the day, I think many people leave the profession because of that. Not to say that the people that you work with in general are not appreciative, but uh, it is something that you're aware of as a therapist. And so if you have a, a population that is X percent more appreciative than than the other population, your your longevity in the field will probably be however many fold more because because of that. It, it's It's really beautiful to make mention of that as far as the people we work with are really important and how they see us is also, it's really important to us as individuals. And so going into this style of massage might even bolster your longevity and your capacity to do the work in a really solid and ethical way. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very, very well put. Yeah, it's um, yeah. A lot of times, it's validation that you that you sometimes need when you know you're working, and it's it's like, oh yeah, I have you know sense of purpose, right? And you know, not to go off on a tangent, but sometimes you know, massage therapists might be the last health professional that they would see, or not a um, a, a, a resident at a care facility, but just in general, in the general population. So it can be uh -huh. frustrating just having to deal with injuries and and they're at wit's end, and you're you're supposed to be the savior <laughs> but um dealing right. with yeah. you know dealing with uh, residents at care facilities you know they've been living with chronic pain and um you know uh, giving them a sense of relief and uh, a sense of hope and uh, a sense of a, a place where they they haven't been before with being without pain mm -hmm. or having the ability to regain strength uh, it's uh, yeah it's definitely uh, validating and uh, yeah. i got two questions with with that have you found that you by default, it becomes somewhat interdisciplinary. Are you working with other health professionals or are you more singular in that space? No, uh, that, uh, again, a great question. It's um, it, when I'm working in care facilities, it's uh, I'm part of a care team. So I'll work hand in hand with uh, the physiotherapist, the occupational therapist, uh, again, uh, liaison with the, the physicians uh, of the residents and the, and the nursing staff and the care, the care staff. So it's, it's a multidisciplinary team. And I, I love that aspect because I get to communicate on a daily basis with them. And mm -hmm. so sometimes if you're in a clinic, uh, you'll get patient A come in and you'll have Oh, they're going to see multidisciplinary team of so and so, but you can't really touch base with them or communicate as easily and freely with uh, when you're in a care facility. You have everybody at your fingertips, so which is great. Would you say that if a therapist started work 
in a, let's just use a, use a care facility as an example, would they have to establish a rapport with that medical team already in play or would it just kind of happen naturally? Sort of um, uh, have an open line of communication, um, just understanding, you know, where massage therapy fits in for that particular resident and how they can benefit from massage therapy and uh, just where your part plays. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's important to, to build that, that rapport with the team. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a focus of communication. Uh, how did you do that? Like where... Uh, Whereabouts or whenabouts did you start doing that? Uh, it was, it took time. Um, basically, it was, um, you know, finding what what you're going to help with the resident, and then it, it's fairly easy in a care facility because everybody's around and you can pass, uh, you know, uh, notes or pass, um, uh, documents where you're, you can write ups on, on the, on the residents. So it's, it's fairly easy because everybody is, uh, accessible. So it, uh, it's not too hard, mm. but it does take time. Yeah. I, I imagine with a little bit of help, like say you go to this, uh, aging population symposium, it could jumpstart that. Yeah. 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 With, uh, with getting therapists into facilities. Is that uh, what you're referring to? Uh, it get, well, like a jumpstart your ability to see how you could do the work to 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 make it oh, synthesized yeah. in your brain. How how do I make these connections and what kind of work am I going to be doing? And and uh, would you say with the with the panel and the other professionals who are showing up to the aging population symposium that that would help an individual bridge that gap a little bit? I guess would be the question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it it definitely will. Uh, it'll give it'll paint the picture to uh, RMTs. You know what, uh, what 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 it's like working in care facilities, and uh, I, and I'm gonna have my doors open to any therapist that that wants to 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 facilitate. You know, um, a focus into into working in care facilities and how they go about doing it. Because uh, I'll give them the template that I sort of had to learn throughout the years or decades <laughs> um, of how I was doing it. So they can learn off my mistakes and uh and hopefully we can get more rmts out there right so this segues really nicely into the advanced practice piece because that group is there to do exactly what you just said am, am i wrong in that the, the sorry the you cut out for a second the advanced group yeah the advanced practice group is essentially that group of professionals within the massage therapy field built around the idea of aiding each other in creating better healthcare for people in the, the aged population, as well as helping each other out as massage therapists, figuring out what type of work you're going to be doing, uh, how you're going to do that work better, all, all those different aspects of, of yeah. becoming better therapists within oh, a specialty. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what I love about the, the advanced peer group. Uh, um, because it allows the other RMTs and professionals to access our APG members as a resource, you know, kind of for literature and any kind of studies or specific courses, references, uh, just relating to our work with the geriatric population. Um, then it allows us, the RMTs within the peer group, to just collaborate and uh, explore options, any kind of treatment, uh, new treatment therapies, um, and different perspective on uh, any complex cases that we might uh might see you know with residents that uh, they see in their their clinic or in care facilities so yeah right and you as the lead of the advanced practice gerontology what do you see your role as currently um right now i'm <laughs> and it's funny because i'm trying to and i put this on our our our, our 
our uh, page through the base camp is I'm kind of a guinea pig. I'm, I'm trying to outsource uh, great really good quality geriatric uh, courses that are applicable for massage therapists um, that we can uh, learn and you know constantly uh, trying to hone our skills so I'm trying to try out these courses and come back to the group and say okay this is a course that you can take and again trying to jump through the uh, the, the hoops of the course continuing education credits um, yeah so right now I'm in the process of taking a, a geriatric uh, physiotherapy course it's a module one two and three and four so it's fairly well uh, uh, transferable to massage therapy um, so uh, I, I yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting through it and I just finished uh, with Yvonne Poulin another uh, um, APG uh, member we just finished the uh, fall prevention course uh, offered by University of Victoria which is great too so you're sort of you're doing then is you're filtering through information yeah. and helping people get access to what that exactly. information exactly. is yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And trying to trying to build, uh, also build a uh, potentially a curriculum, a focus curriculum of geriatric uh, massage therapy for further on down the road for uh, mm-hmm. educational purposes would be great to, to piece together some kind of curriculum. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what all the leads are, are looking at or looking towards to, to some degree. What, what is the information that's relevant to a massage therapist as it relates to an advanced practice within that, within that field? That's right. Yeah. 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 So the... Symposium. What? What is? Do you remember the title? What's What's the title for the symposium on May fifth? It's It's sponsored by the RMTBC, and Lorimer Mosley, one of the world's pain experts, is going to be there. The title is, is something like "Aging Well." Is that Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And uh, our focus. Well, Yvonne Poulin is going to be speaking. Um, and she's She's more of the uh, part of the APG too. Um, she. Her, one of her focus is uh, dementia, uh, dementia care, but also she works with seniors in their homes, whereas my focus is uh, 100% uh, dealing with uh, or managing um, uh, residents at care facilities, long-term care facilities. So it would be great having both our, uh, both our sort of perspectives. And then I brought in uh, Dr. Sloan, who's, uh, who's the community uh, physician throughout the Lower Mainland for elderly and I'm um, just uh, in the process of reading his book, uh, Bitter Pill. And uh, so, yeah, he, he's uh, he's uh, he's really uh, a fascinating uh, a speaker. As far as the symposium itself, based on who's coming, would you say that you have to be working more with a greater percentage of the elderly or will this aid anybody who's working with people who are starting to age or dealing with dementia or or any of those issues that that the elderly face? You know what? Good question. I think uh, even even the the RMTs that come to the symposium are no matter what you're going to start seeing uh, elderly uh, uh, patients come into your clinic. So in some sort of fashion, it, it's going to help uh, just aid in you know helping these patients that that do happen to you know walk through your through your office doors. So uh, even if you don't decide to choose to work in a care facility or work specifically with this with this population, uh, you're going to get something out of it. Uh, you're definitely going to you know benefit uh, in in some aspect. Yeah, I've been to the last two or three symposiums they've put on. They did the mental health one and the, the one prior to that, and they've all been really, really excellent. So any person in the health field, any health field that works with people, yeah. generally speaking, I've learned something every time I've gone. So I'm excited to 
to see what sort of information is going to be shared and who's going to show up and where we go from there. It's a really nice space too for people to make create relationships with one another, both professionally and outside of the profession, just to grow your personal database as it relates to who knows what and where to go for answers and and maybe who to to field questions with. As far as you're concerned, Andrew, and as far as being the lead for the advanced practice group, since you're going to be at this symposium, what do you think your role is as the lead of the advanced practice group while you're there, while you're attending? Are you going to be trying to recruit new members to the advanced practice group? Are you going to be available for people to speak with? What, What sort of roles are you going to take on while you're there? Yeah, that's that's definitely one of my focuses is trying to draw more members to our advanced peer group uh, just because and if they if that's the focus they want to take and I do want to field any kind of questions that's why uh, it'll be it'll be interesting you know getting sort of the um, just how how that pulse is with RMTs that maybe are are resistant towards uh, working in that field or any kind of questions that they want to I want to be able to have my my door open to them and uh, try to facilitate bridge that gap but I definitely want to recruit uh, RMTs that uh, that are looking into focusing with the, the geriatric population to the APG and um, then getting them get the ball rolling for them if I can right. you know again if I can uh, facilitate that that'd be great so make sure you have a really big name tag big a big yeah, pink yeah, name tag yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also you know I want to make myself available for you know after after the symposium because there's a lot of time people won't be able want to ask questions at that time or they they might think of something uh, later date so I just want to make sure that they they know that I'm available and uh, and this is out there the the APG is out there uh, yeah how does a person get in touch with the lead of the advanced practice group you specifically how does somebody get in touch with Andrew Nemeth Oh, uh, the uh, BC website and uh, and contact them. But I, I don't I don't think there's any kind of advertisement or marketing. That's a great question. I don't I don't really know how someone would actually go about uh, navigating the system to to find me. Ooh, I wish I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the the website. Yeah. I, I think you can phone the office as right. well. Andrew will likely have uh, an email that's linked directly to RMTBC right. because he is a lead, but I don't know what that is currently. Right. It's probably something like, I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. We'll yeah. find out what that is and we'll, we'll put it in the show notes so that people can, can have access to that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Other, otherwise, uh, you're kind of in professional limbo and everybody who wants to get in touch with you is, is in some other type of professional yeah, that's limbo. Right, that's right. <laughs> so, well, the, the geriatric symposium or the symposium for gerontology that's, that is showing up, we'll, we'll have all of that information for people there too. So that yes, we'll be well prepared for it. I'm, I'm wondering within the next 10 years or so where you see this particular advanced practice being do you have a vision do you have a idea of if if you have a pie in the sky kind of space and you can achieve anything within 10 years where would you like to see gerontology as it relates to massage therapy i i I personally would love to see more therapist uh, in the field and working in care facilities uh, just because of the the population shift uh, that you're going to see um it growing sort of exponentially. <laughs> and I know five years, 10 years, it, it, it tends to go by fast. So, uh, but if we get this ball rolling like we're doing, uh, I think you're going to see some kind of improvements every year. 
So if we can get, you know, a little more therapists out there and working as a care team in care facilities and, uh, and bridging that gap, communicating with, uh, getting, getting it out there that, uh, massage therapy is a benefit for the, the geriatric population. It, uh, it'll be fantastic. I think there's only great things to come. I think about working with, with the elderly and the unique, the unique things you come up against as a therapist. And I, I know having worked with a good number of people over 10 years, you develop relationships with people there are people you grow fond of and yes. i know working with more exclusively the elderly you would be dealing with with people dying and and the whole grief process that would come with that so can you speak to that a little bit what how has that been for you in in terms of your professional life and, and your personal life yeah it uh that's a, a, a really relevant question because i'm i'm only three weeks removed of uh of losing uh, some really uh probably three or four really close uh patients that i've had for probably seven or eight years uh oh, and wow. uh you yeah. build these bonds you build these rapports because because they're, you know, you have to realize you're going into their home. If it's their care facility, this is where they live 24 seven. Uh, so you build these, they, this trust and uh, these bonds. So it's, um, it's not more than just than the, the therapy, the physical therapy. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's sort of honing these relationships and, and nurturing these, these relationships that over the years. So it is hard. Yeah. So I, I encourage, you know, uh, therapist to look into that and uh, you know uh, to use the resources uh, the counseling tools that that we have for us as you know, self-care for our, our uh, uh, for our therapy uh, just to take care of ourselves uh, it's yeah yeah because it, it is real the, the the feelings that you would have over losing a close patient yeah. it, you you will have a whole process of grief that you go through yourself and then you have to continue to work at the same time i would yeah, imagine that's right yeah it's just it's another day and uh, yeah you really you really have to be in tune with yourself and 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 just also give yourself that leeway that you know don't try to bottle it up and just you know really try to to talk about it and communicate and uh, communicate with your peers in the care facility because you're not just the only one that that lost this resident you know other professionals uh, have worked with this resident and the particular resident so yeah it's um it's good to communicate and good to, to sort of expose yourself in that, in that nature. Yeah. It makes it a special kind of work too. It seems like where, where you have this finite amount of time that you can actually see that window of time and you can see it coming to an end if you have a, if you have a long life as a, as a, a therapist. So it right. makes uh, your time with your, your clients really uniquely special i know working outside of care facilities you, you don't tend to look at your client one day and go i wonder if i'll see them next week that's right it's not that's right <laughs> it's not exactly. that common a question usually that's related to i don't know if i did the work very well it's not related yeah. to uh, them, them passing on that's right. <laughs> so that's right. it, it I, I think as i'm speaking to you about that it seems to me to be part of the real special nature of the yeah. work oh yeah Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a learning process. <laughs> well, Andrew, that is awesome. I appreciate your time. And and do you have anything you want to add to end our conversation as far as bits no, of uh, wisdom or thoughts or anything like that? I think we hit on a whole bunch of nice things. And yeah, yeah. and uh, there'll be much more to hopefully. Come. The people who are listening to this hear it before the symposium comes out. If you're listening to it after the symposium, you can get in touch with uh, Andrew or anybody at RMTBC and see how it went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and see what comes of it. And again, it's on May 5th, uh, 2018. There's going to be lots of really good space and time to both expose yourself to people who are really in the know as far as gerontology goes, as it relates to the health field. And there's going to be lots of opportunity to socialize and, and, and make friends with people who work in the, in those fields, if you're interested at all. That's it. That's, that's it for our interview today. Thanks for listening to what I'm calling massage therapy now. Thanks for stopping by Andrew and we'll talk to you again uh, in the future. I'm sure. Thanks everybody for listening to massage therapy now. I have been your host, Damien John. Andrew's battery just ran out, so luckily we were at the end of the interview. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, be well and take care.